Banter bits. Hey, Ryan. Rob, let's do a banter bit. Let's do a bit. All right. What are we talking about today? Well, today I think we are going to talk about a couple mainstream devices, um, but they have some pretty serious AT potential. They do indeed. We are going to talk about both the Amazon Echo and the Google Home today. All right. Well, let's uh, for, let's start out with explaining a little bit about what these things are. If uh, if there are people listening who do not know or are unaware of them, um, they're both very similar products. Um, one has been around a little longer than the other. The Amazon Echo has been, actually been around for about two years, and the Google Home is fairly new. I think it was out last year. But yeah. they're both essentially. Um, they call them personal assistants. They also call them smart speakers. They're, they're um, voice-activated speakers that can do a variety of tasks, um, everything from looking things up online to uh, dialing phone numbers. Ordering pizza. Um, making notes. Um, or just playing games. Playing games. Um it can also, both can also uh, tie into um, environmental controls, which was where it gets into sort of the AT applications of this device. But just to start out, let's uh, just talk a little a little bit briefly about about um, some of the things that, that both can do mainstream-wise. Well, maybe describe what the Amazon Echo is and what it looks like. Well, the Amazon Echo is essentially, it's like a freestanding wireless cylindrical speaker that's probably about, uh, what about nine inches tall? Seven, seven to nine inches tall. And the Google Home is, is similar. Um, it's a little fancier. Um, both are activated by keywords. Um, so, for example, um, the Amazon Echo is triggered by saying the word Alexa. Or Echo. And I think computer, right, has that, been added. That's right, and that will activate it, and then you you tell it what you want it to do. So if you have a question, or if you want to know, you know what the population of Brazil is, you know you can just ask, and it will it will go in search, and it will voice back to you what the answer is. Now we should say too, with Alexa, there are, I think they're up to what is it like nine hundred different skills. That can be added to Alexa and over 3,000 or 4,000 commands you, right. can, you can give these devices. So the breadth of the ability of interaction is, is really big. You know, there's a lot you can say and do with these. That it, There is, and they're still developing it. And mm -hmm. it's still, you know, very much these are first generation um, versions of these. So who knows what the future is going to really bring. Um, but, you know, for an example of, you know, what you could be using, using it for, you could be in the kitchen, you could be making something, you could be making, you know, muffins and you want to know how many milliliters in an ounce or something like that. And you can just, you know, voice, you know, if you got your, if you got your hands covered in flour and you need to know, you just, you can say, Alexa, you know, how many milliliters in an ounce and she'll tell you. Pretty cool. It is pretty cool. Um, you can do things like, you know, again, you can say, Alexa, play the Beatles and it'll go in and, and it will 
go into Spotify and uh, it'll play some Beatles for you. You know, you can add items to a calendar. You can make a shopping list, a to-do list. Um, Set alarms, reminders. Right. All just through your voice. So, you know, again, that's, you know, it has some, some applications there for people who say are blind. You know, you want to check the bus schedule. You can just ask. Both devices have uh, microphones that use far field technology. So you can voice from across the room, for example, and it will pick your voice up. I think the Echo has seven microphones, and I think the Google Home has eight or nine. That's right. So there's mics everywhere. Now, we should say, too, there are lots of videos on YouTube comparing the two devices. So, you know, definitely check them out and see which one might be right for your situation. Yeah, and the price point is similar. Um, right now, I think the Google Home is sitting a little cheaper than the Echo um, by about 50 bucks, I think. I think the well, I think U.S. The Echo's cheaper. No, I don't think so. No. Okay. Uh, well, at least not not according to this. Okay. I've got the I've got the Google Home at one thirty and the Amazon Echo at one eighty. Right. Okay. Um, that could be changed. I don't know how old that pricing is, but um, in any case, I mean they're they're around the same. You're looking at you know probably one hundred and fifty bucks. Um, you know, in Canada, probably a little bit more. I mean, although we should say too, we should. Neither are available in Canada at this point. That's right. So all our Canadian listeners, you're kind of out of luck at the moment. Um, you can get them on eBay, which I have done. I've ordered one of each, and I should have them next week. And they do work in Canada. Um, there's going to be some restrictions. I don't know what those restrictions are in my research yet, but they do work here. So Both essentially use different search engines. And this is where the Google advantage really comes in. Mm -hmm. You know, Alexa, for example, uses Bing as its internal search engine, Bing. whereas Google, of course, uses Google. Um, and as everybody knows, the Google search engine is, you know, a, way more powerful than Bing, let's be honest. It is. And, you know, one of the examples I think you have in the article is, you know, the keyword for Alexa is Alexa or Echo or computer. The keyword for the Google Home is OK Google, but Google Home also understands your contextual speech. So you could say, OK Google, how big is India? And then without saying OK Google, Google again, you could say, what is the average temperature? And it would still understand that you're talking about India. Yeah, it's a little smarter. The, mm -hmm. the AI or whatever you want to call it um, with the Google Home is a little bit more robust than the Amazon Echo. Now, whether that will stay the same, it's hard to say. Um, I think it can get even better because from my understanding, Google Home can access Wikipedia. So the amount of information that's on Wikipedia is huge. That's true. Huge. Um, so, you know, I think given where Google Home is starting from is exciting. Give it two years to get caught up to the echo um I, I might even surpass it in two years it's quite possible i mean we should mention too that the amazon echo you can use it as a bluetooth speaker yes. uh, so you can connect it to other devices so if you want to you know play music from your phone to the amazon echo you can do that uh the google home you can't however um you can use chromecast with the google home and you can do things like um, cast music to different Chromecasts. Yeah. So if you've got one in your master bedroom, spare bedroom, den, office, you could say, okay, Google, send audio to living room. 
and it would send the audio to the living room Chromecast. Right. The other thing I think the Google Home has is an Ethernet port as well as Wi-Fi, whereas the Echo only has Wi-Fi. Oh, really? I didn't realize that. So I think if your internet connection is a little sketchy, you know, the Google Home being hardwired might be a little quicker. So we should dive into a bit of the AT applications for this. Um, because as a mainstream device, it's neat. Yeah. Um, I, I want one. Sit there and play Jeopardy with yourself. Sure. Play Simon. Sure. Play um, Trivia. But at the end of the day, it is a little gimmicky. Um, you know, mind you, once you get into the things like environmental controls, I think it has applications for everybody, not just AT. And there are a lot of additions you can make, such as turning on lights, setting thermostats, opening and unlocking door locks. Um, there's a lot of integration already into these devices. So for somebody who has physical access or you know, is, is a paraplegic or has another disability, they could say, you know, Alexa, turn on living room lights or turn on TV. Okay, Google, turn on lights or turn off bedroom lights. Um, so it's exciting where it's at already. Yeah, it is. And I mean, there's a lot of, a lot of these, <clears throat> I mean, both, both units really, you know, have partnerships with a variety of smart home mm -hmm. devices. Um, everything from Philips Hue to SmartThings to Nest. You know, where where it can go from here, um, who knows? There's a lot of potential there. I there mean, is. Even for somebody who's blind, say, I mean, it, it makes it a little bit easier to do things like checking, whatever, checking your bus schedule, uh, making appointments, putting stuff on your calendar. You can do it all through voice. You don't have to worry about pulling your phone and using, a, you know, voiceover to you know, tab around and do it. it. You know, it just, it removes a layer of, of, um, complexity. Yep. Um, you know, again, it's a bit early in the game. Um, we'll see what, you know, the second generation devices bring. Well, I think once I get mine here, I think for the first couple of days, I may just leave the echo here and we'll play with it and yeah, that'd be great. Just kind of see what it can and can't do. And Maybe we'll do that in a future banter bit. We'll actually pull it out and we'll actually play with it. <laughs> we could do that. Yeah, I mean, in terms of, you know, I don't think that we would necessarily go on record and recommend one over the other. I mean, I think it just depends on what you're looking for, what your price point is, um, and what you want to use it for. Um, and really, at the end of the day, they're both very good. They're very, very good at what they do. Well, and keep in mind, too, if you are looking at getting into home automation, you know, this is a really easy entry point into it. Just make sure that the device you're using, whether it's the Echo or the Google Home, supports the protocols that you're wanting to use in your home. That's right. And what you want to do with it. Again, you yeah. know, like if you if you do want to sort of use YouTube, for example, uh, then the Google Home is going to be the device for you. And that's it. I mean, that's that's really all there is to it. I mean, they're not they're not incredibly complicated devices. Um there are lots of reviews on YouTube, so definitely check them out. Yep. I mean, really, we just kind of wanted to, to point it out because they're, they're, you know, they are, it's a relatively new technology, and maybe there's people out there that haven't heard of it. I'd recommend, yeah, trying it out. And if you're in Canada, you know, hang in there. Hopefully, soon, they're going to release them here. And if you have one, let us know your experiences. I'm curious. Me too. So, that brings us to... Where can they reach us, Rob? Well, 
course, people can reach us at www.atbanter.com. You suck. <laughs> you took the sneaky way. Uh, <laughs> or they could email us at atbanterpodcast at gmail.com. That's correct. And uh, yeah, make sure you stay tuned for this week's episode. Today or this week, we talked to Kevin Shaw from Tell Me TV. It was a great conversation. We had a good time. And uh, that should be going up on Friday. Talk later. Bye. This podcast has been brought to you by Aroga Technologies. Visit Aroga Technologies online at www.aroga.com. That's A-R-O-G-A dot com. Music provided by bensound.com.